0: We you know that we serve a great God tonight. We serve a mighty God in this place. Come on and sing it out. Put those hands together. Come on, of your, your life. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise for. Your praise forevermore, Jesus our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll you shout your praise forevermore, Jesus our God, unstoppable. Come on, we're still back. That everything that has breath praise the Lord in this place place, God. Lord, we pray right now, God. We lift up Puerto Rico to you right now, Jesus. We declare, Lord, that no weapon formed against him will prosper in Jesus' name. And today, God, we declare revival in this place. We declare your glory in this place, in our lives, in our hearts, I pray that you would awaken us today. Awaken our hearts in this place, God. We are alive in the greatest time in history. We are alive to declare the praises of Jesus in this place, in our lives. And Lord, we declare that it is well with our soul tonight, God. That you come with your peace, with your love, with your grace, with your mercy. And you surround us, God. In every life, in every heart. Hallelujah. So deep is washing over me. Your face is all I see. You are my end. So My soul. Deep within me now Your voice is calling Out of darkness you Bring me into light Your amazing grace Satisfies my heart Longing for you now My voice is calling My soul deep within me now. Your voice is calling out of darkness. You bring me into light. Your amazing grace satisfies my heart. Longing for you now. My voice is calling. Worship is rising. Every voice in this place, sing it out. You'll never fade away. Oh no, your love is here to stay. serve a mighty God in this place tonight. Come on, we serve a great God tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you are the God of miracles. Yeah. What are you turn into wine? Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you None like you Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you Come on, just your voice tonight. You sing it out. Your voice. Our God this place hallelujah oh yeah into the darkness you shine out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you none like you our god is greater God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome and power, our God, oh Lord, our God is greater, stronger, no one like you, our God is healer, awesome and power. There's no one
1: A new life. Amen. As we say often, it never gets old. Baptizing the new life. This is what it's about making new and then moving on towards the making great lifestyle. That's what it's about. Bringing people to know Jesus and showing a visible commitment to the world that we belong to God, that we are doing something different with our lives, that there is a different way to live, that there is a better way to live. Not that we are any better. But there is a better way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. For the reason, because it's a way, it's a lifestyle. A lot of people proclaim that I have this lifestyle. I'm in this community. I do this, I do that. We have a way. It's Jesus' way. To follow it too. And this is the way that we model and show to the world that what life is all about and that there is so much more so many people are living life not realizing what it can really be like and sure yes of course there are challenges of course there are things that bring us down there are disappointments in life but ultimately we know the one we serve and we can be in heaven with him someday amen all right that's sermon number one all right (laughs) just getting warmed up Uh, Please take time to greet someone around you. Make them feel welcome. You all can be seated, except for the jumpers. If the jumpers would stay put. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) Amen. Actually, i love to see the jumpers. Maybe we should try that. Has there ever been jumping worship during a sermon, actually? Think about that. Maybe we'll try something new next time. <laughs> well, again, welcome. We're so glad that you took time to be here tonight just to celebrate with us and worship. I uh, mentioned earlier, of course, Pastor Mike is away. He'll be back uh, back with us next week. You um, can pray for his safety and the team as they're coming back tonight. But we've got some good things to share with you. I want to share with you first that the special missions offering that we've collected over the last week and a half, you all, this congregation, you all have given almost $24,000 towards Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Wow. That is amazing. It's amazing when people put their resources together, what can happen. And uh, most of that is going to Convoy of Hope, who we support on a regular basis. We're holding some in reserve right now, too. We're working with the uh, Assemblies of God and also listening to our South Texas district from the Assemblies of God, looking for um, some churches that may be in need to be able to help out for a specific need. So some of that's held in reserve right now. But again, thank you so much for your continued giving to regular missions, to Convoy of Hope, to that particular offering. You've given even thousands more dollars worth of materials and equipment for that have gone already down to support the effort. Remember, through the Daniels Family Foundation, you still have a few days if you'd like to contribute some very specific items, meaning if you want to bring some physical items here, you still have Thursday and Friday. We're collecting pillows, blankets, towels, diapers, and toiletries. So pillows, blankets, towels, diapers, and toiletries. You can bring them right here. We have collection boxes in the the hall out here, also in our main lobby. So we're open eight to five on Thursday and Friday. You all can come by and drop those off and we'll have one more shipment going out this weekend to support uh, to support that effort. So thank you all for your faithfulness in doing that. It's just amazing, as I said already, amazing to see what God's people can do when they're motivated, we have a purpose and we put our resources together. And so I want to take time to, uh, to celebrate and take our regular tithes and offerings right now. appreciate if the ushers would prepare and come forward. There are so many needs on a daily basis, just here in this community, here in our congregation, our regular community. And we couldn't make all this happen. We couldn't make all these things happen, this wonderful environment, building worship support, without your faithful giving on a regular basis. And tithes and offering have multiple purposes. Yes, they support the work of the church, the ongoing work, enable us to offer programs and activities and good teaching to enrich people's spiritual lives and also going towards special projects and helping people in the community. But it also is a test of our obedience. God says, trust me in this. Realize and acknowledge that God owns everything anyway. We're just keeping it for a while for him. And if we just open up our hands and realize that, yes, we earned it in a sense, but God really gave us the ability to earn income, the ability to have increase. And we're just have the opportunity as a form of worship, an act of holy, sacred worship, to give back a part of what we've given to Him. And yes, there is a place for giving our time, our talent, and there's a time for giving our physical resources as well, just as there's a time and place for everything. So, again, thank you so much for those. Um, who've been faithful in giving and encourage you. If you haven't thought about tithing to learn more about that, we'll always be willing to talk to you about that too. We have some information on our website. If you, we have three way, main ways to give. We have a uh, giving envelope that's in the seat backs in front of you. If you'd like to contribute for cash and check, and you can get credit for your giving if you give us your personal information about you so we can get credit. Also, you can go to our website or through our app and give online if you prefer to give electronically. And our wonderful text-to-give function that makes it so simple when you've set up regular giving and you set up an account, you can just uh, text a particular number. If you'd like more information about that, you can ask at our information booth, ask any one of our pastors and staff about that. and just many ways. It's not that we're just out to get people's money. But again, this is the the times in which we live. There's multiple ways to do that. And a lot of people just give electronically and pay your bills that way too. So it's just a way that we want to make that available to you as well. So let's pray and dedicate our tithes and offerings. Thank you, Lord, again for your presence and your power with us. We know that you will take the resources that we give and multiply them over and over again. Thank you for the amazing testimony of what we're able to do for a specific need with hurricane relief. We know that you are with us in everything we do. And as we open our hand to be generous, Lord, we know that you are always generous with us and will give us favor. In your holy name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you all. While they're collecting the tithes and offerings Want to remind you of a couple things. Pastor Jim wants to remind all the men. All right, men, raise your hands. Give me a big amen. All right, men, all you guys out there, there is a special event two weeks from tonight. So, again, it's a Wednesday night. It's just a good old fashioned men's cookout. It's going to be out on the ball field down that way, too. Pastor Jim is physically flipping burgers and grilling stuff out there, too. He likes to do that, and we'll have another team out there to support that as well. But please, just men, go out there. It's actually going to start about 6.30, but we do want you to register online. There is actually a small cost for this as well to be able to provide what we're doing and provide for others. So you can go online. You can go through our app to the uh, events page. You can go online to our events page as well, and you can register. So please let us know. It's actually just $12 for that. And that's uh, for food and drink out there and great fellowship. So $12, register online for that. September 20th, Wednesday night, and it's during the service. Now, you may ask, well, if all the men are gone, what's going to happen? Well, women are going to have a great time in here, okay? <laughs> women, teens, young adults, there's still the service going on. Now again, young adult men, even though this is a young adult-focused, young adult service, young adult men, that counts you too as well, okay? You're welcome to go down to the ball field. But again... Personal choice, we're still having regular worship here. All the kids and teen activities are going on, so we look forward to a great time. I also want to remind you about what we call our Next Steps class. If you've been here on a regular basis, hopefully you've heard that announcement, but just to highlight it, I have oversight for the Next Steps class. This is a great way, um, whether you're new to Westover Hills or whether you've been here for a while and just haven't gotten involved or found out more about who we are and what we're about and ways to get involved, this is your one stop shop for learning about Westover Hills Assembly and getting involved. So learning about who we are, where we came from, where we're going. You can learn more about a life group or small groups and how to get involved in that. And you can learn about serving opportunities. You only have to come one time. We also cover membership class uh, content and gives you opportunity if you're curious about, hey, what is this thing called membership? We tell you about that too. So it's a Sunday morning. We have it the second and fourth Sunday of every month. And it's in room 204, which is upstairs over there, too, from about 9 to 12. So we look forward to seeing you there. You can sign up online. We do accept walk-ins, too, but it, there's no cost for it. But appreciate it if you let us know that, that you're coming and sign up online so you can find it on the events page. So, again, take advantage of that class. There's not too late. Some of you may want to get involved in the Christmas program and getting involved in that. Maybe you've never volunteered, and that's way to start. Some of you can get involved on the welcome team or serving for the women's event. And there's lots of great things going on. Always a place to get involved. There's no excuse for being bored around here. Plenty of ways to get involved and to serve. I want to read from Psalm 145. A few thoughts to share with you tonight. I'm going to use two key scriptures. But I want to start with Psalm 145. Those of you here early for prayer, I uh, gave a, a few verses from this scripture already. And this is one of those passages I've really just been dwelling on for a couple of weeks and used it in application to several things throughout the last couple of weeks, but I just keep coming back to it. And let me frame it in the context of prayer as a public proclamation, proclaiming. We don't use that phrase a lot, but prayer, one form of prayer is to publicly proclaim God's goodness, to publicly call upon God's name. There's another form of prayer talked about in the Bible where it says bring your request to God in secret or go into what we call the prayer closet and shut the door where nobody was, knows what you're doing. But there's another side of prayer in public proclamation. And this is one of those great psalms to use for that. Let me just read verses 1 through 6 in Psalm 145. It says, I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. Here's one of the things I think about when I'm reading Scripture. Isn't it interesting that there are many prayers and songs in the Bible that tell God about Himself? When I think about that, it's one of those things that makes me just go, hmm, they repeat qualities about God to God. Now, you can assume that God knows these things about Himself. Why would He want to hear it from us? But this is an important principle of proclaiming to others and reminding ourselves, sometimes by saying aloud, of God, reminding ourselves of God's greatness and power. Yes, of course, God knows that. But when we speak aloud or in private, proclaiming God's goodness, proclaiming, talking about God's power, it does something inside of us. It reminds us. It reminds those around us when we're saying it aloud. It reminds us of how good and how great God is. And also, it's a way of honoring others. What do we do at funerals? What do we do at certain uh, award ceremonies? People say good things about another person. Why? To honor them, to make them feel special, to make them feel cared about, to make them feel loved. People sing happy birthday, right? That's an out loud proclamation to someone that we care about them. Something very simple. So if you think this is a new concept, it's not. It's all around us in our society on a regular basis. And so it's a way of honoring and respecting our holy God and giving that praise back to Him. Praise and worship. It can come through words. It can come through song. Now, Look at a couple of words in here. Verse 2 has the word in English of extol. Now, there's one of those words you just don't hear on the street every day. When's the last time you heard the word extol outside of Bible reading? Probably not in a while, if ever. But what does extol mean? Extol is just another synonym for praise, to proclaim, to glorify. Okay, fairly simple. But this is just my personal observation. Think of the way that it sounds extol. It makes me think of the tolling of a bell. Tolling of a bell. Again, we don't hear that term a lot either. But my interpretation, you know, a tolling bell usually proclaims something. You know, you may hear a bell or a chime, and it's proclaiming the time, right? It's a symbol or proclaiming the time. Back in history, okay, now just when I said the word history, somebody went, what? Okay, yeah. Hang with me. In history, the tolling of the Liberty Bell proclaimed the birth of a new nation in Philadelphia in 1776. So tolling has that interesting sound, maybe that connotation of extolling. So there is a time and a place for proclaiming, letting people know about God's goodness and God's greatness. So think about those things when you go through this. Verse 4 it says, One generation commends your works to another. This is a reminder to us of passing on the knowledge of how God has helped people in times past to encourage us that He continues to do that today. We have the Bible. We have the Word of God as a constant reminder to us of that God did it before, and amen, He's going to do it again. That we continue to remind ourselves and proclaim and preach and teach the word of god to remind ourselves that god is good and he's going to keep helping us out. And one of my favorite reminders or favorite examples from the bible of coming together, of people coming together to ex- proclaim or extol the name of god is found in the old testament, second chronicles chapter 20. So I'm going to go to the old testament and read part of this passage. Second Chronicles chapter 20. This is a great testimony about one of the kings in the Bible who was known to be very faithful to God, Jehoshaphat. I love to say that name, Jehoshaphat, or they say Jehoshaphat. In Second uh, Chronicles 20, this was a scene where there was a great army coming against Israel. There's a great parallel to what's been happening in the news lately with these storms coming our way. Think about people on these islands right now. And the hurricane is pressing towards them just as the people in Houston and the Gulf Coast were waiting. There, were, there was just this sense of impending doom. And I think even more now so with what happened recently in Texas and Louisiana. But that sense of impending doom that something is on your doorstep and you don't think you can do anything about it. You just feel out of control. And this is what was happening in this scene where there were great armies from other nations coming to surround surround the nation of Judah at the time, led by King Jehoshaphat. And they were worried about, what do we do? And the king stepped up and said, I'm going to lead everybody that is able. Come and gather in the place, and we are going to publicly proclaim God's Word. We are going to publicly call upon the name of the Lord for help. And so that's what this passage is talking about. So chapter 20, starting at verse 2. It says, some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It's already in... I'm not even going to try to pronounce those places. Alarmed, (laughs) Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek Him. To seek help from the Lord, to seek Him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, here's a prayer really. He's giving a public prayer proclamation as the leader. O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? There again, he's telling God about himself. He's quoting qualities of God. You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. But now here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they're repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Again, pause for a moment. All just reminding God, not only reminding God, but reminding the people of what God had done. So basically he was, in effect, reading the word that they had at that time, reading the word back to the people, reminding them, this is what preachers do, this is what we do in church today. And it says, "O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power, admitting his helplessness, right? We have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Key Key verse there. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And it says, All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, stood there, before the Lord. Have you ever been in that place before where you just did not know what to do? Maybe you're facing that today. Maybe there's something on your mind and your heart. It's been a rough week. It's been a terrible week. There's something coming up. We get nervous, we get anxious, and you're just like, God, I don't know what to do. It is okay to say, God, I don't know what to do. It is okay to ask for help. That's what God wants us to do, to come to Him to acknowledge that we are just helpless human beings, that we can't do anything without God, and to come to Him and to ask for His help. And it's right there, an example, the King of Israel, a mighty man, with an army, ruler over nation, other nations, humbling himself and admitting that he needed God's help. And usually, the times we, le- we learn to trust in God are unfortunately in the hard times. It's in the hard times, going through the battles, going through the struggles, is when it really hits home and that we really learn our lesson. On the weekend, Pastor Jonathan uh, preached a great sermon talking about being stepped with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Just to get you up to speed, if you hadn't uh, been here for the message, don't worry about that. You can see it online. But one point that he mentioned in there that has stuck with me is that he mentioned something related to the long jump event, which is typically in track and field and in the Olympics. said the record for the long jump was about 29 feet, but the average human step is about 29 inches. And it says most people go through life having a long jump mentality, excuse me, a long jump mentality, but a short step reality. Think about that. A long step, excuse me, a long jump mentality but a short-step reality. Meaning that when we go through troubles in life, we just want a long jump over the problem. We want a long jump over the situation. Forgetting that or not realizing that, well, we're still human and we can only go one step at a time. But sometimes God does rescue us and advance us quickly and go past things. But lots of times He asks us to go step-by-step through the trial and the struggle. And I think of it in terms of a sand pit. The long jump takes place in a sand pit. There's even athletes that train in the sand. Why is that? Because when they're running or training in the sand, it makes them work harder for when they get out of the sand and they're on the track and running, then they feel light. Then they feel like, oh, this is nothing. I've been through the hard times. I've been through the hard training. When I get doing the real thing now, then I can go free, amen? Then I can be lighter in my step." and i've learned something and that's the times when we learn something is when we go step by step through the struggle and through the challenge and so even though god promised the nation of judah through a prophecy later in this passage that he would prevail over their enemies they still had to go out and get ready to fight and appreciate if you take time to read this later or go through that passage in second chronicles chapter 20 But basically what happened, uh, there was a prophecy about how God was going to fight the battle for them, but it still said, go, get ready as if you're going to fight the battle and go and watch what I'm going to do. Yeah, it could have been easy just to say, hey, just hang out here, you know, eat, drink and be merry, hang out here. And then I'll just, I'll go out and take care of the enemy and I'll let you know when it's over. He said, go out, be ready for battle. Watch what happens. And he watched them turn the enemies of Judah against themselves and they wiped each other out. But they had to go and be ready. And here's a really neat thing about what happened when we learn about praise and worship. It says they put the singers and the musicians in front of the army. And it says they led the way in singing and praise as they went out to battle. Now, normally, if you're in battle, you try for a sneak attack. You don't want the enemy to know you're coming. They were not trying for a sneak attack. They were being loud. They were making their presence known because they wanted the enemy to quake in fear at the mighty army and tell them about the mighty God that was coming to wipe them out. There was no mystery. And it said even after this battle that the nations quaked in fear, in holy fear, at what the God of Judah, the God of Israel had done Because they knew that He was going to take care of His people. And many people, I'm sure other nations, turned to the one true God. And so the point here is that praise and worship was central to the victory. Central to getting people's hearts and minds in the right place. And proclaiming to the enemy and anyone that would listen that God was on the throne. Proclaiming. To the soldiers who are probably still worried, even though they were trained and tough soldiers, there's always some anxiety before going out to battle. There's always some worry, some concern. Are we prepared enough? Do we have big enough force? It was a reminder to them that God is in control. When we come in this house to praise and worship, it fills our spirit. It gives us encouragement. It gives us boldness to go out and face the world every day. That's one advantage to that. And the example that we have even in modern day praise and worship follows the pattern in the bible we didn't just didn't just make this up because at the beginning of the battle and at the end of the battle they sang praise and worship to god at the beginning of a worship service and typically at the end of the worship service we sing praise and honor to our holy god and so that's something that is taken from an age-old tradition that is still alive and well today to praise and worship to honor him and remember that connection today. And I appreciate it. Pastor Alfred now and the worship team would come and prepare just to continue that spirit of praise and worship. And I want you to think about this when we're praising and honoring that we are proclaiming to the world that when you go out in the world, don't be afraid to talk about Jesus. Think about this when you're at the workplace and in school. You know, always be aware of your audience, be aware of where you are. But generally, in our normal speech, We shouldn't be afraid if people hear the name of Jesus every once in a while to hear the name of God because other people sure aren't afraid of what we think when they tell crude and coarse stories. They don't worry or think about our feelings for the most part. And if you're just being who you are and talking and living and being a Christian, then it's okay if somebody's offended a little bit. Again, we're not trying to force anything on anybody, but the Bible even says that my word will be an offense to some, will be an offense to others. But in love and in kindness, just being who you are, sharing the goodness of God and the goodness of Christ, go forward in boldness, proclaiming the word of God. Amen? Pastor Alfred? All right. stand tonight? Is that right?
0: You know, one of the things that we've learned is that praise precedes victory. How many believe that tonight? So for just a moment, for just a moment as we as we stand together, can we lift up our hands towards the heavens? And declare this with every heart, with every soul, with your your whole being. This is amazing, Grace. This is some faith love. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain worthy 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 this is amazing grace come on with over? You, your voice this is- I'm going to believe that we've been set free by the blood of Jesus from death to life. We were dead in our sin and now we're alive in Jesus. We were blind, but now we see. We were lost and now we're found. Come on, sing it out. Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Tonight, giving God our best praise in this place. Hallelujah! I'm coming back to the start where you found me. I'm coming back to your heart.
1: 45. read Psalm 145, it'll enrich your life, proclaim it. Think about even sometimes just in your personal prayer time, praying aloud, it does something different sometimes to us and saying the scriptures, repeating it aloud. And again, even if you're at your desk somewhere or standing somewhere, you know, maybe, uh, in your head, you're playing God's great dance floor and you dance around a little bit, you know, <laughs> I don't, or, um, you know, just uh, quoting the scripture to yourself. (laughs) All right, jump a little bit. I don't jump anymore, but that's a, I do in my head. I do. All right. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. You are with us in every situation. We, you go before us, behind us, beside us, Lord, give us a new boldness and a freshness of spirit as we go into your world, Lord, to proclaim through our words and actions that you... Our God, and you are holy, and you are the way, the truth, and the life. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.
0: God bless you all.